0: Man, um, I I guess I would have to say I'm feeling pretty academic. Um, You know, God has really been dealing with us about school of ministry, something that's been in our loins for anywhere between five to nine years. But we're sensing ourselves being on the edge of launching these things and understanding the importance of not just giving the saints what they need to make it through, but equipping the saints to do the work. Amen. We, we, when we come in here, we're empowering saints not to make it through the week, but to go out and go to work. Amen. Because in other words, what you get ensures your life ain't in question. You shall live. I need somebody to say I shall live and not die. So I can go on to the next topic because that's already settled. That's already settled. And so God move, is moving us into an equipping and an empowering place where now this becomes a school of equipping and empowering for individuals um, necessary for us to now walk in purpose and, and now fulfill destiny. And I feel like that that's what I'm going to be assigned to do on today. The Bible makes it so clear that his ways are not our ways. We can know what he wants, but not know the way he wants it to be done and find ourselves frustrated because we got the right idea, but we got the wrong method. There is a way that seems right to a man, but his ways are not our ways. And so now when we see what God wants us to do, we begin to come up with ideas on how to do it instead of enter into worship where he can download it. He wants to download the way, not just tell us what to do. And and many times what happens is because we don't understand that we wind up like Abraham. We wind up trying to help God give us his promise did y'all hear what I did we wind up trying to help God give to us what he told us he was going to give us and so he goes in and sleeps with Hagar He, he tries to help God give him what he told him he was going to give him and he births Ishmael and the problem is he winds up having to kick out Because kick out Ishmael when he finally got what God gave him. Why? Because what we do in our own initiative and what we do in our own intuition will fight against what God is going to do in our lives. And so many times what happens is we've birthed all these other things because we tried to do it our way. And then God shows up and says, now I'm going to give it to you. And we wind up having to subtract So we can add what God has on. See, Abraham had to come to grips with the fact that this boy can't stay. Do you understand? He raised Ishmael like it was God's promise. Ishmael, for 14 years, he watched him grow. He watched him take his first steps. He he began to train Ishmael. And then God shows up. Amen. When Ishmael is 13 years old and says, I am El Shaddai. I am the Lord God Almighty. I am the double-breasted one. I am the one that can do all things. And this time next year, Sarah is going to have a son. Amen. And so it's so important that we understand the ways of God. And one of the ways of God that current Christianity does not like is the way of the cross. It's very, very dangerous to preach Christianity and leave out the cross. Now, we don't mind including his cross. We just don't like including our cross. But we must also take up a cross to follow him. We don't mind saying he hung on the cross, but we don't like saying now we take up our cross daily. And so we find ourselves trying to access promises, but we're trying to sidestep the cross and we end up frustrated and we end up blocked and then we end up bound because we don't understand the power of the cross. There is no Christianity without the cross. There is no Christian, did y'all hear what I just said? I know we got a lot of creature comforts and I know we you know, we've been spoiled by the blessing of God, but there is no power in our Christianity without the cross of Christ. And so I want to deal with you a little bit about, um, cru- the crucified life. Hey Amen. I guess I'm going old school today, going with some old school stuff. Amen. But I believe that this is where it is. God would have us um, Galatians chapter two, verse number 20. And I'm just going to read one verse. And I'm going to work that one verse. How are you doing, Miss Lana? I know I surprised you. Your hair looks nice. <laughs> Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 2. Miss Erica, good to see you. <laughs> Galatians 2 and 20. Watch this. I, everybody say I. I. Come on, let's personalize it. I. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. And the life I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Read that verse one more time. For I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. Father, I thank you. I bless you right now for the power of an atmosphere where impartation can take place. Look, God, that this won't just feed intellect, but this will impart. It will become a part of our parts. That it won't just be something that flows from the lips, but something that becomes life. You came that we might have life and have life more abundantly. And so I bless you and thank you right now. It's in the mighty name of Jesus. God's people said amen. Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to share this with you um, really, really quick, and I don't plan to be before you long, but I pray that this this blesses you like it's been blessing me. Paul, Paul says in Galatians 2 and verse number 20, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I want y'all to notice something about that verse. I'm trying to connect some things and I hope this helps. Jesus didn't just give himself for me and you. He didn't just give himself for me to save me from punishment, but he gave himself in me. I, I need y'all to catch that. He didn't just give himself for me to save himself, uh, save us from punishment, but he gave himself. In me to make me a temple that's inhabited by his presence. I hope y'all catch, catch that. He gave himself not just so we don't take residence in hell, but so he can take residence in us. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. See. This is what we must understand. He didn't just give himself for me. He gave himself in me. He gave himself to abide in me. And this is what we must understand first and foremost. If he's in me, everybody say if he's in me, praise is a guarantee that I'll experience his presence. If he's in me something that pastor said last night the the pastor said god will stop death for praise my god that thing shook me from my very core because i know he was talking about hezekiah As hezekiah isaiah was sent to the hezekiah the king to say get your house in order because you are about to die and the bible says that hezekiah turned his face to the wall and he began to declare father god uh, the grave can't praise you and Isaiah the prophet was on his way outside of the king's court and God stopped him when Hezekiah mentioned praise in his now throne room and said go back and tell him I'm adding 15 years to his life praise can tell God will stop death for praise is there anybody in here that don't mind just for one minute to give God If God will stop death for a praise, he'll stop an attack for a praise too. Maybe we need to praise God so he'll prepare a table and stop the enemy from. If he's in me, praise is a guarantee that I'll experience his presence. He'll inhabit my praise because he inhabits my belly did y'all hear what I just said he'll inhabit my praise because he inhabits my belly so by way of praise we experience his presence around us because of his presence within us what I'm saying is we don't look for him we let him out so many of us are looking around for him and God is saying my God I'm inside of you I don't need you to look for me I need you to let me out me and you never have to ask God where are you Oh we have to do is worship because out of the abundance of the heart the mouth if he's in my groin if he's in my belly when I now begin to praise him I'm actually emitting him into the atmosphere do you want to feel God in this atmosphere right now all me and you have to do is start blessing his name and his presence will fill the room because he inhabits the praises of his people because He's. Within us, God is saying, He's no longer praying, God, won't you rent the heavens and come down? He's saying, Won't you rent your flesh so I can come out? I'm, I'm inside of you, and I just need you to deal with your flesh and get past your, 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 your nature and begin to bless me. Begin to bless me. Amen. Praise releases around me the king in me praise releases around me the king there's a king in us Come, did y'all know that you want to know what it feels to be around royalty start blessing god you you want to know what it feels like to be in a throne room start blessing god we have this treasure in earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of god and not of us i Am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ living lives in me now I want to shift it a little bit because that's something to get excited about and that's something to thank God for that I don't have to find God I can release I can release him in out of my belly I don't have to look I don't have to ever wonder God where are you that's why the devil wants to cause us to hold our head down he said because he says lift up thy heads oh ye gates and be ye lifted up the, our head is a gate he wants to make us it bring us to a place where we don't praise because he knows then he can now restrain presence but wherever there is praisers there is presence i want to shift a little bit that's good news we have his life living inside of us then we have a life that we're living i want to now now we want to talk about the cross a little bit we have his life living inside of us Then we have a life that we're living. So what happens is this, and I'm going to talk about the crucified life. Jesus places his life in us while we're yet living our own life i need y'all to follow me so literally when we're actually saved we have two lives we have his life inside of us and we also have the life that we're living and the tension is in the fact that we can't live two lives we only got one life to live and that's the challenge with so many believers is because they gain a relationship with god but don't understand he comes in and lives in us but we were living a certain type of way before he came and lived in us and so many believers end up living duplex double lies they praise in the dark and creep in the night they tell the truth in the light and tell lies in the dark glory be to god they say god you're good in the light and say god what in the world is going on in the dark why because there's two lies inside of them but literally we only got one life to live and so that's where the challenge is and that that's where crucifixion comes in because he's one God. He's, he's one faith. He's, he's one baptism. He's, there, 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 there's one spirit. And the issue is his life is in us but can't live unless our life dies. His life in us can't live through us unless our life dies that was living before he moved in. Y'all following what I'm saying? Amen. So his life in us, watch this, puts our life to death so he can live through us. His life in us, I know this is old school, puts our life to death so he can live. You got a whole king living in you. Come on. Man. <laughs> Me and you got a whole king. It ain't half a king. It ain't half a Holy Spirit. It ain't half. Uh, uh, it. We got a whole king in us. All of his life living in us. But we were already living before he moved in. And we got. he has to move our life out the way so he can live his life through us. Amen. I just want to teach. Romans 8 and 13 says it this way. Romans 8 and 13 says, for if you live after the flesh, you shall do what? But if you through the, the spirit do kill, mortify the deeds of the body, you shall. If you through the spirit do kill, mortify, put to death the deeds of the body, you shall live the spirit life within us puts to death the carnal life around us so he can live the spirit life if you have if me and you have the spirit the spirit is power for you to kill you glory be to God the spirit is power for you to kill you can I help you understand something Jesus the devil ain't the only one trying to kill us Jesus is too Jesus is trying to kill us too he's just trying to kill the part of us that was never us that we actually called us there's a me that's not me that I said that was me and there's, there is a hit out on that me the king has placed a hit out on that me watch this everybody say I am crucified with Christ crucified with Christ Matthew 16 and 24. I want to show you a threefold uh, uh, process of crucifixion. I want to take you through the th- uh, three dimensions of crucifixion that's laid out in Matthew 16 and 24. God always operates in threes: Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Abraham, Isaac, you know, Jacob. Amen. Body, soul, spirit. Outer court, inner court, holy of holies. It's always three dimensions. That's just how He flows. Matthew 16 and 24. Three dimensions of the crucified life. Then said Jesus unto his disciples. If any man will come after me. Watch this. Let him first dimension deny himself. Second dimension take up his cross. Third dimension follow me. Everybody see that? first dimension deny himself second dimension take up his cross third dimension and look at your neighbor tell your neighbor you got a cross too Third dimension and follow me. Notice the order. First, you must deny yourself. Then you can actually take up your cross. Now, now I want to talk about deny yourself because we have made it about just telling yourself no. But it's deeper than that. And I pray that it's articulated in a way that you can understand it. Deny yourself. Watch this. Everybody say deny yourself. Or walk away from, separate, who you are from the self you've accepted. Deny. Let me, let me say it here, this way and maybe it'll make sense. Deny characteristics that you've accepted as part of your character. That isn't the character of the Christ that lives in you. In other words all of a king lives in me but I'm claiming characteristics that are not a part of the king that lives in me. I have to deny myself. I have to separate myself from characteristics that I have accepted as part of my character that isn't part of the character of the king that I have been crucified with that lives on the inside of me. I just got a short temper that no but my problem is he's long suffering see you gotta deny you gotta separate yourself from that characteristic because that's not a part of the character of the king that you were crucified with therefore he lives Uh, I stress out easy he is the prince of peace I have to separate I have to deny myself or separate myself from that identity that I've identified myself with that is I am fearful he's perfect love and cast out all fear. I got a weakness for women. Even if you lust after a woman, you have slept with him. He doesn't have a weakness for women. We must deny ourselves. Deny yourself. Walk away from, separate who you are from that self you've accepted as yourself that was never yourself. Deny your. That's the hardest thing for saints to do. We get stuck in the first dimension. We'll never get to the third dimension. Father, Son, Holy, that's why we can't walk in the Spirit. Spirit is third dimension and we're stuck in the first dimension, still calling self self. Things that aren't really ourself. Uh, Jeremiah, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew who you were. It wasn't who you were after you were born. It was who I knew you to be when you were in my heart. You have my heart, Jeremiah. You have my mind, Jeremiah. You have my righteousness, Jeremiah. You have my holiness. You didn't start in the womb. You started in me. I carried you before your mama carried you. Amen. Then watch this. After you deny yourself or embrace that that self was never yourself. Take up your cross and put it to death because you're not going to kill you. You're going to kill who you never were. You know why it's so hard for us to change because we feel like we got to give up who we are. But see, you can't not kill, your, kill who you're not until you deny it was you. you I, hope y'all, I hope y'all catch this. That's why we're trying to kill what we're actually thinking was us. We're not denying it so we can't kill it. We've been trying to come out of stuff we can't come out of because we've been saying it's me. I'm a drunk. No, no, no. The part of you that was never you was susceptible to drinking. I, I got a, I got a sex problem. No, the part of you that was never you got a sex problem. So you keep on trying to come out, but you can't kill it because you can't crucify what you don't first deny. Deny it first and say that was never me. Somebody gave me a false identity. Somebody told me I was somebody I was not. Rebbe I was deceived. I deny that. Then I can kill it but I can't skip dimension one and go into dimension two there is no cross until I know it wasn't me I did it but I ain't the man who did it God almighty I I I am crucified with Christ nevertheless I live but it ain't me it's Christ that lives on the inside of me We can't kill it until we first deny it. What are you still claiming that you need to deny? Did y'all hear what I just said? We can't get free from our bondage until we recognize it was never our bondage. I am not bound in who I am. I'm only bound in who I thought I was. Who I really am can't be bound. Because who the son makes free, I don't set nothing. God don't set nobody free. He makes you free. He molds you free. He builds you free. He wires you free. Free isn't what you got. Free is who you are. If you go to the kingdom dictionary and look up freedom, they'll see a picture of you waving, it, hello. If it, indeed he made you free. He doesn't set stuff free. He makes stuff free. Because if he sets you free, you can be bound again. But if he makes you free, free can never be bound. Free is just free. Free is just free. The anointing does what? Des- destroys the other. It's one thing if somebody comes up to me and I'm in handcuffs and unlocks them and lets me free. Now that's enough to bless them. Now, glory be to God, I had handcuffs and I had them behind my back. But it's another thing if somebody comes and takes the handcuffs off me and takes a brick and crushes them. And tears them up. Why? Why can't I even shout all the more? Because I don't know what, what's gonna happen, but I can never be put in those handcuffs again because those handcuffs got dish. <laughs> you know, such thing as I can't backslide It ain't, it ain't possible. It ain't possible. I wish I could take you out to Hebrews 6 and 4, for it is impossible for those who have tasted the, the good word of God and the powers of the age to come. If they shall fall to be renewed unto repentance, uh, be, being that they were made partakers of. I, I wish I could teach that right now. Amen. And what crucified life. See, once you die, you can't die again. It has been given unto man once to die. Amen. Everybody shout crucify life. Many times, the reason why we can't kill it is because we won't deny it. Amen? There's a difference between confessing my sin and claiming my sin. We cannot see the devil will twist stuff. If thou will confess thy sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you. I confess it, that means, if I could just give an example. I watch pornography as confession. And then he'll cleanse But if I say I struggle with watching pornography, I've claimed it. That's not a confession, that's a claim. That claim guarantees I'm gonna do it again. That wasn't a confession, and that will not guarantee cleansing, because I didn't say I I sinned, I said I struggle with that. Everybody, follow what I'm saying? There's a difference between confession and claiming. Confession cleanses you, claiming guarantees it's gonna be ongoing. Amen? I want to show you this. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 31. Is this alright if we teach? I protest. This is now Paul speaking to the Corinth church rebuking them because they're gifted but they're childish. He so said, I protest by your rejoicing which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die daily I die daily Luke 9 and 23 let me show you this and this is Jesus speaking he says in Luke 9 and 23 and he said to them all if any man will come after me let him deny himself first first dimension take up his cross when Everybody say daily and follow me. Now, I want to share something about death that's so, so important. Amen. Death is literally Yahweh's means of deliverance. Death is Yahweh's means of of deliverance. It says of Jesus that through death he destroyed him who had the power of death, that is the devil. He destroyed the devil through death. He is the firstborn from the dead. Death is Yahweh's means of deliverance, is how we put to death the self that was never ourself. Now, watch this. So so now if I had to define death and what it is for the believer, because if we don't, if we don't if we just die when we naturally die then we miss the kingdom man I've been dead that's why I'm living man me and you've been dead that's why we're free me and you've been dead that's why we're anointed me and you've been dead that's why no weapon formed has been able to prosper me and you've been dead that's why the blessing of God is on our hands we've already went through the dimension of death when we were baptized that's what that was about it was the liquid grave It was me dying and rising. Amen. Death is the progressive undoing of false identity. I got to do it daily. Why? Because I'm progressively undoing things that I've identified myself as that aren't really me. So death is now the means for which I progressively daily undo identity that I've been given by the world around me and by my enemy to tell me I'm somebody that I'm not. Death, I'm going to say that again, is the progressive undoing of false identity. The only parts of us that die are the parts of us that were never us. See, we and you come out, when there's parts of us that don't make it out. Men, you come out when there's parts of us that don't make it out. See, in other words, I come out of addiction because the part of me that was susceptible to the addiction didn't make it out. It it died. Glory be to God. I, I, I come out of sin because the part of me, glory be to God, that's susceptible to that sin didn't come out. It Died. If we're going to come out, there's a part of us we thought was us that's not going to make it out. I need you to understand that there's something that ain't gonna make it. That we're about to go to another glory, but there's a part of me that ain't gonna make it. We're about to go to another faith, but there's a part of my attitude that ain't gonna make it. We're about to go to another f- level of favor, but there's a part of my 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 conscious, my perspective, my thought patterns uh, that ain't gonna make it another level, no not another devil another level another shovel there's something that has to die if we're going to live unless a grain of wheat fall to the ground and die it remaineth alone the believer champions death because he understands that's how we enter into life things are birthed through death Amen. Things are birth through death of the flesh. Death is the progressive undoing of false identity by which we experience greater and greater measures of deliverance. It can die if you start denying it. Y'all hear what I just said? It can die if you start denying. You can't kill it until you first deny it. There's some stuff you've been trying to shake for a long time. Why can't I shake it? Because you won't deny it. You can't skip dimension one and go into dimension two. You can't get to the cross until you first deny it. You must deny yourself. There's some stuff breaking even on this evening. Glory be to God. There's some stuff when you leave, you're going to leave in the seat. There's some stuff when you walk out of the sanctuary, it ain't going to come back home with you. Suffering. Listen to this. Everybody say suffering. suffering. Suffering is the tension between who I still am and who I now have permission to be because he lives in me. Know, I'm going to say that again and I need y'all to, to process that. Suffering is the tension. See, a lot of you don't understand it, but you're a Rebecca. You got two nations wrestling on the inside of you. There's a Jacob and there's an es- uh, Esau. There's a flesh and there's a spirit. There There is a Cain and there's an Abel. I got Jesus living in me, but there's flesh that's living in me. And they're wrestling because both of them want to get out the womb first. Glory be to God. Both of them want to come out. Both of them want to come and they're wrestling on the inside. Suffering is the tension between who I still am and who I now have permission to be because he lives in me. Suffering is the tension between who you still are and you who you now have permission to be because he lives in you. Please hear me and hear me well. Anytime we remain in a personhood beyond that personhood shelf life we suffer glory be to god your, there are parts of your personality that have a shelf life they were you they were supposed to be dead by now and anytime there's a part of me that i'm still in that's supposed to be dead by now we begin to suffer suffer as a believer many times we're suffering because we're still living in what's supposed to be dead by now glory be to God can I just help you for one minute that part should have been dead by now that's why when it happens you suffer that thing should have been dead by now that's why there's so much tension we must stop living in what's supposed to be dead by now come on there's a part of worry that should be dead by now there's a part of trusting not trusting God that should be dead right now there's some conflicts in your marriage that should be dead by now and it's getting worse because now you have permission to no longer be there but you're holding on to a self that needs to be denied and therefore there's no cross to bring deliverance we can't live in a me that's no longer me and not suffer how bad is it right now You're in an outdated version of yourself. How weighty is it right now? You're in an outdated version of who you are. How hard is it? Because his yoke is easy. And his burden is what? The only burden I'm going to put on you is light. I just need to keep you in the yoke. You know what the yoke is? It's two oxen. You've seen it, two oxen plowing together. They put a yoke on one and they put a yoke on the other. And now what happens is their heads are at the same level. You know when it becomes easy? When we get his mind. Where his head is, our head is. Two yoke, the reason why two oxen can plow together is because their head is in the same place. Amen. He's the head of the church. He's got to get our mind right. Amen. We can't live in a me that's no longer me and not suffer. We're suffering in an outdated me so another measure of he can come out. Y'all got that? You know, watch this. I'll share a couple of more things and we're going to close this thing out. 2 Corinthians 6 and 16. Um, 2 Corinthians 6 and 16. We're dealing with crucified life. says here and what agreement hath the temple of God with idols for you are the temple of the living God as God has said watch this I will dwell in them and I will what what read it walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. I will dwell in them, And I will. We're talking about I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet. Not I, but Christ that lives in me. This connects with that. He says, I'll dwell in them and I will walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Jesus comes in and impregnates us with a life in us that we're not living out yet. And so what happens so many times, this is so good. What happens when he's walking in me, but I ain't walking? I start suffering he's walking in me there's somebody walking in me but I'm sitting still why am I suffering because he's walking and I'm not why am I suffering because he's healing and I'm not why am I suffering because he's casting out devils in me but I'm not casting out devils around me he's in me see God we suffer until we learn how to be led by something in us that we learn to be led by the god he begins preaching and i ain't saying nothing he begins saying pray for that one and i don't go pray he begins saying get up in the morning and call hosanna hosanna but i roll over and go to sleep and wonder why i'm suffering because there is a life that's trying to come out there's a life that's trying to come out and the only way I can come out is if I cause you to suffer enough in the life you're living to finally get some nails and hammer and say bump this. I'm tired of this. I'm putting this down. <laughs> you tell you, David, tell your neighbor, he's walking in me. Walk in the spirit. God, he's walking in me come on he's healing in me come on though uh, you shall lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover not the apostle shall lay their hands on the sick not the pastor shall lay their hands on the sick not the elder shall lay their hands on the sick those who believe uh, these signs uh, there's stuff that he's doing in me that ain't happening around me and god is saying i need somebody that will let me out Uh, i need to come i'm tired uh, of hiding in the temple i need to rent the veil into the veil of the flesh so sometimes God has to tear our flesh so he can come out watch this three dimensions first what deny everybody say deny yourself first dimension deny yourself come on come on that's the first one what are you claiming that's not really you I know you did it, but it wasn't you. Amen? You, you ever thought about some of the things we did? And you think about them now, and all you can do is just put your hand in and say, my God, what was I thinking about? Am I the only one that's been there? It's like, my God, I was crazy. Ain't nobody got to tell me I was crazy. I know I was crazy. What in the world? Why? Because we're no longer that person. It made sense when we were that person. But we look at it after we have been conformed in a measure and we look back at that and say, what in the world? Why was I talking like that? Why was I acting like that? Glory be to God. I'm ashamed of myself. Amen. Glory be to God. What happened? A measure of death. That part died. Amen. And you're delivered from it. Amen. Deliverance isn't me wanting to do it and not doing it. Deliverance is now having a nature that no longer is even is susceptible to doing it. All right. So first dimension, deny yourself. Second dimension, take up the cross. Third dimension, follow me. Follow me means function as me. In the third dimension is when we can begin to function. To follow me is to function at me. Come Come up, Brian, and start following me. If now the only permission I have to enter into the third dimension to follow uh, Christ or to function as Christ, if I go through the first dimension of denying, second dimension of putting to death, then I can actually start functioning. And so now what happens is I can follow Christ. Say, for instance, I'm Christ, I begin to, to walk. What can He do? He can walk where I walked. If I turn, he can turn where I turn. If I touch something, he can touch it like I touched it. Glory be to God. If I move something, he can move it like I moved it. What if he can begin to function like? me because he's following me wherever I go he can go and the works that I do shall you do and even greater works we're all saying why can't we get to the greater works because we won't even deny ourselves why can't we get to the greater works because we don't even crucify we have pushed the cross outside of our Christianity and outside of the cross there is no he ain't talking about following him um, in a natural sense he's talking about following following him in an anointed grace what he does i can do what happens when he prays what happens when i pray what happens when he lays hands, happens when I lay hands. What happens when he speaks to demons, happens when I speak to demons. Is there anybody in here that actually wants to follow him besides me? Come on, I want to follow him for real. Come on, I don't want to just go through religion. I don't want to just do church. I love dancing, but if dancing is all we going to do, cut the music off. I love shouting, but if shouting is all we going to do, stop, close your mouth. I want the glory. All of those things are important, and all of those things bless But they cannot be the point. They must be a gate. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts. That ain't the point. That's a gate. That's getting me access to something. Give me access to something. Hallelujah. 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 I want to pray for you just real quick, if y'all don't mind. I want to pray for you that there's grace to get beyond the first dimension. We're living in a Christian culture that teaches us, that, that confines us to the... We never get past denying self. Amen? We never get past it because we're in a culture that it says embrace yourself instead of deny yourself. It's completely counter the kingdom. Amen? Magnify your weaknesses instead of entering into his strength. In my weakness, his what? So in actuality, when I'm weak, I'm strong. We'll quote that verse to stay weak. But the whole point is, we can always be strong. Because in my, his strength is made. Look at David, tell your David, I'm always strong. If we deny ourselves, take up our cross. Follow him. Everybody stand to your feet. Thank you Jesus. 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 Come on just from wherever you are. let's just bless them. just close your eyes, lift your hands, come on right here. right here, right here, right here Father, there's somebody here that recognizes they've been uh, uh, that we've been we 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 as a people recognize. I'm not going to just say somebody we as a people. God, we come before you and we repent today. We've been closing ourselves off, confined to the first dimension. And when a servant doesn't know his master's will, he's beaten with few stripes. I understand why I've been going through what I've been going through. But my prayer tonight, God, is in spite of the Babylonian culture around me that mixes flesh and spirit, that, 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 that mixes the things of the kingdom and the things of the world, that tonight I make up in my mind from a kingdom grace to deny myself God, I'm I'm ready to truly honor your cross by taking up mine. You hung on a cross so we could lift one up. God, I'm going to give you the passion of your suffering. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I am who you say I am. I have the heart you say I have. I am the son of God I am the righteousness of God I have the mind of Christ my body has been blood bought the blood of Jesus covers me when you look at me you're pleased in you I live move and have my very being I love you with all of my heart I yield all of my life all belongs unto you God I release grace to reclaim my identity And every part of me I've been in that doesn't embrace that, I deny it. I deny it. Even on today. God, I thank you that there's grace to move out of the outer court into the inner court on this night. To move into the second dimension. That we'll leave here with a cross and we'll come back with some stuff dead that when we show back up into this church there's some stuff that died in between cause we left in the second dimension your marriage shall live like it used to and better your your family shall live like it used to and better come on peace come on joy power anointing You're going to walk when God is walking in you. You're going to speak when God is speaking in you. You're going to move when God is moving in you. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. I bless your people right now. That your cross will be celebrated in our life. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Get ready for an elevation. Not a normal elevation, but an elevation beyond elevation that you've ever had. Not just elevation in one, in one place, but elevation in every place. God is going to elevate marriage, health, ministry, your, your your prayer life, your authority, your anointing, your finances. Come on, he's going, your, 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 the grace on your life in business, he's going to elevate. Uh, you, you, I, I need you to understand that there is a different type of elevation that's about to hit your life. There's a scripture that came to my mind that will help me articulate to, this to you from Philippians. Therefore, God humbled himself and became obedient unto death even unto the death of the cross now watch this therefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name after a cross is always an exaltation after a cross is always an elevation after a cross is always a promotion I'm telling you right now there's an elevator coming You, you there's a lifting 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 I proclaim it and prophesy it and I declare grace over your life to be steadfast and immovable endure until you get to the elevator don't stop get to the elevator get to the elevation In the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus. Can we just bless him right there for just one minute? Everybody in here. Come on, bless him. Bless him. Come on, bless him. Bless him. Hey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will stop death for praise. Hallelujah. Hey. Hallelujah! my pronouncing over you is the lord bless you and keep you the lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you the lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace and god bless your people all of god's people said amen amen and amen